At the best of times, healthcare can prove challenging to deliver. While demand continues to steadily increase, resourcing may not be able to move at the same pace. And that is where clinical innovation comes in. Looking at things from a different angle, investing in new technology, or supporting the workforce to work at their fullest scope, these projects are the heart and soul of the theme, Solving the Puzzle. Thank you for that introduction, and I'm really excited to share with you um, our Central Queensland Mobile Dental Imaging Project today. Before I start, I would just like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land and pay respect to elders past, present and emerging. So one of our five objectives at CQHHS is great care, great experience. And we aim to provide safe, compassionate care close to home with consumers at the heart of all we do. Sadly, an audit revealed that we are actually not meeting this objective because 21% of our most vulnerable consumers were unable to attend their dental appointments in the last two years. And they cited, um, they cited transport as the major barrier they were facing. So up to 79% of them cited transport as the barrier. And illness came in second at 28%. So we know from published literature that transport is one of the major barriers that vulnerable consumers face. So it was clear that we had to find a way to bring care closer to home for these consumers. The problem we faced was that when we did go out to places like residential aged care facilities, we were only able to do limited dental exams. So we had a headlight and a mouth mirror, and then we were triaging these patients based on what we could see with that. And that means that if they had poor oral hygiene or other factors that could hide the decay, we missed a lot of pathology. And then these patients were incorrectly triaged, and then they presented as emergency patients down the track. So we had to find a way to bring comprehensive examinations to the nursing homes. And the only way we could do that was if we had access to x-rays. So we're very grateful that we were able to secure QTFF funding through our project sponsors, the Frail Older Persons Collaborative, and that enabled us to procure um, two mobile x-ray units. So I absolutely adore this photo. Um, this is a resident receiving a comprehensive dental examination. He's also getting his x-rays taken, and can you see that he doesn't even have to get out of bed to get all of this done? And you can also see the x-rays there on the laptop screen. So this means we can now effectively show people what is happening in their mouths. And we can also better explain the treatment needs because we can actually show them what we are talking about. Because often if people develop decay, especially in the early stages, they can't feel pain. And then they think if we tell them they need a filling, that we're actually you know, not telling the truth. But now we can show them. So this was a huge improvement. So to me, this is care closer to home at its finest. And it's also a move towards fulfilling recommendation 38 of the Aged Care Royal Commission by providing access to an oral health practitioner in a nursing home. So this initiative was especially well received um, by consumers such as Drop Bear Peter. So Peter is a dementia ward resident, and he's also an infamous escape artist that once had to be rescued from a tree by the police. <laughs> and that photo that the therapist is holding is actually the photo of Peter in the tree, and that made it into the local newspaper in Rockhampton. So he's quite famous. Now, as much as Peter enjoys leaving the facility on his own terms, if you 
put him in an ambulance and then take him out of his familiar environment and transport him to the clinic to have a, a medical examination, that causes a lot of anxiety for him. And then obviously his compliance goes down and then we often don't get anything done. So it was clear that we had to bring the care to people like Peter. Now, when we showed up on the day um, to do the dental checkups on Peter's ward, Peter came up to us and he told us that he hates dentists and that he doesn't want anything to do with us, which is fine, we get that a lot, people don't like us. Um, but we spent the entire day there and even other residents who didn't want to see us initially, they started to warm up to us because we were there the whole day and then at the end of the day we managed to complete dental examinations for the entire ward that day, even the people that didn't want them initially, because they just you know, kind of watched us and saw that we weren't that threatening. So bringing the service to the residents resulted in improved acceptance and compliance. Now to gauge the impact of the incentive, I developed a QR code and the feedback results were really encouraging. So of the 180 residents we assessed at that stage, 95% of them consented to, have, to providing feedback. 39 of those had x-rays done, so that's 41%. The satisfaction rating of having x-rays taken was 4.6 out of 5. And 100% of people that had x-rays taken felt that it added value to their dental exam. Their sense of safety and comfort was rated 4.4 out of 5. Our ability to explain what we were doing, 4.6 out of 5. And 100% of them felt we were caring and respectful, even though they initially told us that they don't like us. So the overall satisfaction rating was 4.5 out of 5 in the end, which I feel is a really good outcome. But despite the overwhelmingly positive feedback, some people simply cannot tolerate x-rays while they are awake. So taking bite wings, PAs and OPGs necessitate you to bite down on a piece of plastic and stand still for a period of time. And some people really struggle with that, especially consumers with psychogeriatric conditions and special needs. Now, whilst we have had the option to do dental treatment under LA or under GA for a while, up to recently we were unable to take x-rays in theatre. So that means that we still didn't get a comprehensive picture of the patient when they were under GI. And that means that we still had an incomplete um, picture of the state of their oral health. So fortunately that has now changed and I would like to share the success story of a five-year-old little trauma patient with autism. So clinically we could see that the one tooth was completely extruded. That's the white circle and that means that after her fall the tooth was knocked out and just hanging on by the gum. But then we saw another piece of tooth there, and we weren't sure whether it was an intruded deciduous tooth, like a tooth that was pushed in from the fall, or whether it was actually a partially erupted adult tooth, a tooth that was coming down. Now, in the past, this situation would have necessitated probing around that potentially partially erupted tooth with sharp probe to try and see what sort of tooth it is. And if it was a partially erupted adult tooth, we can actually cause a bit of damage to that by probing around it. But now, because we could take x-rays, we could clearly see that it was an intruded deciduous tooth. You can see it there in the yellow circle. And we could safely extract it. So this means that this initiative didn't only enhance service provision for our consumers, it also creates a safer work environment for our dental practitioners because it reduces the risk of litigation due to suboptimal treatment, because we can now make informed decisions, because we can actually see what's going on for the first time. So I've learned quite a few lessons on this journey. This is Brendan from IT, and Brendan is to me what Q is to James Bond. 
So my first suggestion would be, if you want to embark on this, um, find an IT person like Brendan and keep them on speed dial because it's incredibly frustrating if you're off-site, technology isn't working, and you don't know what to do. So we had numerous issues. We had software drivers disappearing, X-ray sensors not communicating with software, poor internet connectivity, and if it wasn't for Brendan, I probably would have given up a long time ago. But even with Brendan the Great around, sometimes we did have to implement workarounds when the internet just wasn't working. So I had to save x-rays to the local drive um, and then transfer them to our cloud-based storage when I got back to the clinic. So that's really time consuming and we are looking at ways to improve that. Lesson number two, never underestimate your staff's capacity to resist change. So the previous model was really ineffective and everybody knew that, but it was quick and easy for the clinicians. They just had a quick look and then triaged the patients based on incomplete findings, and like I said, deep decay was often missed, and then these patients would present as emergency toothaches down the track. So the new model demanded a lot more time and effort from the clinicians, and there was a lot of complaining initially. So I tried things like reminding them we provide patient-centred care, not clinician-centred care, but that didn't do much to alleviate the pressure I was feeling. So then I started presenting the QR code feedback um, that I received at the morning huddles. And when they started reading the comments from the consumers and they saw how appreciative people were and the change that we were making, that started to improve their acceptance of the changed workflow. I also took a lot of photos and published articles in our local newsletter and that acknowledgement together with the feedback that they saw, that brought most of them around in the end. So where are we going? Um, this archaic equipment looks like it belongs in a museum, but this is actually the x-ray developing system we use in our dental vans. It's a wet processing system. So I googled it to see how old it is, but it's so old it is not even on Google, I couldn't find it. <laughs> it is very time consuming, cumbersome, it is very technique sensitive, and digitization in this space is long overdue. So we're looking at a digital fossil plate system with packs to implement that in our dental vans, but that comes at an extremely hefty price tag. But it is important to migrate to a digital care system because this is how we provide care closer to home for our, children's in outlying, in, for our children in outlying communities. So we really need some development in this space. So if by some miracle I am successful at securing more funding, I might be back next year and telling you how I'm further improving services for our vulnerable outlying communities. Thank you. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast and taking the time to learn about the wonderful work of Queensland's frontline clinicians. To continue the conversation, head on over to Facebook, Twitter or Instagram and let us know of any pockets of excellence you think deserve to be showcased. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Clinical Excellence Queensland.